it's a scary moment, don't you think? It's a very scary moment. Uh, the world is troubled in many places, Michael. We've just been talking here a bit about uh, Eastern Europe, Ukraine. Uh, we know what's going on in the Middle East, uh, Israel, Gaza, Hamas, and uh, the threat China is making against Taiwan and the Indo-Pacific countries, So, and the southern border to boot. Uh, these are troubled times, and uh, people are aware of that, and they've now got to make a decision uh, who they want to lead them into that future, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, if not Nikki Haley. And so what I wrote this week is that uh, given the seriousness of this, and specifically the fact that there is a multi-billion dollar piece of legislation sitting in the House of Representatives right now to decide whether the U.S. will continue to uh, help Ukraine financially and militarily, uh, now is the time to uh, ask Donald Trump uh, where he thinks the United States should be going uh, in Ukraine or vis-a-vis Vladimir Putin. He's been very vague about those subjects. You mentioned this remark about allowing Putin to do whatever the hell he wants to the Europeans. That was thought to be a negotiating tactic to get them to spend more on defense. But the still in Ukraine in the House, Michael, is being held up because of isolation of sentiment. That's much bigger than uh, European military spending. And they're waiting for direction from Donald Trump on that, just as he told them not to vote for that border bill. So my question is, where does he stand on funding for Ukraine and, by implication, the future of Europe? Well, there's also a question of uh, replenishing our own stocks of munitions and armaments, uh, rebuilding our own navy. So to, to, help, to help to deal with the Chinese threat, the Chinese threat, heck, the threat from the Houthi rebels. Uh, do, do you, wouldn't it be a good idea if President Trump uh, actually rallied Republicans behind Ukraine and that this one crisis would be averted, and then they they could claim some credit for saving uh, a noble and heroic country that is fighting for its own survival. I think that point should be raised with him directly, and that's one of the problems with him uh, refusing to debate uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, Governor Haley would put those questions to him, But I think the larger one here, Michael, is um, kind of one of the reasons uh, some Republicans are holding up this bill in the Senate and House, and that is that there is emerging a strain, a new strain of isolationism among the Republican Party. And one of my questions is just how deep is that isolationism? Does it extend to the uh, issue you were just mentioning, the need to rebuild the uh, U.S.'s military capacity. That's going to entail a significant amount of spending on defense. But some of the new isolationists in the Republican Party and among the conservative movement would prefer that money be spent domestically on things like uh, family tax credits and such rather than spending it on defense. And uh, I'm wondering is where Trump stands on that. Does he want to 
bring it all home? Does he want to reduce uh, military exercises with their allies? Recall, he did do that with the South Koreans when he was president. He ended military exercises. Uh, so in a troubled world, where does this uh, man who would be president stand and where is he taking the United States? Do you think he would return Mike Pompeo as Secretary of State if he were elected? I doubt it. I don't think too many people from uh, the first term are going to come back. Um, that guy I'm wondering who's got his prob may have his eye on becoming Secretary of State is Lindsey Graham. Uh, <laughs> well, Senator Graham notably voted against uh, the Ukraine funding bill last week. And Which is, was incredible. Senator as, Graham, friend of the military. Yeah. As Trey Gowdy said on Fox News that night, there must be two Lindsey Grahams because the guy I played golf with last week wanted to bomb Iran. So I don't know who this one is. <laughs> uh, what uh, what do you think is the the best thing that can happen right below your column this week in the newspaper? And it's posted at michaelmedved.com. Everyone should read it. It's under the heading Trump owes some answers. The headline right below that is Trump versus Biden. Only one can lose, uh, which is an interesting way of viewing the election, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's uh, kind of related to the uh, polling number that's been going around for a long time that some 70 percent of the American people would want uh, an alternative candidate than Trump or Biden. But the reality of our politics is that um, committed Democrats and committed Republicans are, by and large, all in on either uh, Biden or Trump. And that leaves the 40 percent or so self-identified independents or people, Republicans, Democrats leaning one way or the other, uh, with nowhere to go. And uh, the question is, how are we going to sort all that out uh, when the election gets up and running this year, will there be a third party, a no labels candidate to siphon votes from either of these two? Or if there is no no labels candidate, Senator Joe Manchin just dropped out, um, would people decide to sit on their hands and not vote, not take responsibility for either either candidate? All those are unanswered and invariable questions. And one question in the brief time that we have left. Uh, on what basis should that undecided voter, that independent voter, make his decision? What's the question he should answer to determine who the next president should be? Well, I think it would be simply a matter of deciding which guy, which party, what direction of the country do you want to go in? And again, Michael, this is a point Nikki Haley brings up over and over again. It's about the future of the country. I'm kind of hoping that she does well enough in the South Carolina primary Saturday to stick it out, because I think her voice needs to be heard just to make people think about these important questions. As you do uh, every week in the Wonderland column. 2020.